0: What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of the Iron Skillet podcast. I'm Shatora. I got my man Travis in the building running the boards. Got Brandon over there in the corner. And my guy Luke, he's a videographer and photographer from the St. Louis area. Is that where you're from originally?
1: Yep. St. Louis, Louis, Missouri. Missouri.
0: Super excited to have you, man. How are you doing?
1: No, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm excited to join you guys. Uh, appreciate the invite. And, yeah, going well.
0: So we usually start, I mean, a little bit getting into, like, what your childhood was like, because some people have been doing, like, videography forever. Some people find it at different times in their life. So um, what was, like, childhood like growing up? Were you always into creative stuff? you Did you have other interests?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, childhood, I grew up around music a lot. So my parents were music teachers. And so I was was always hearing piano in the house, singing, singing. and so I grew up playing in pretty much a decent amount of instruments, but more so like just bass guitar I stuck with for most of my life. And then um, apart from that, I was always into video games and movies. And so it was one specific series or trilogy in, in particular that like affected like the creativity aspect of me um, was Lord of the Rings. So that I remember watching that when I was younger, like way back in the day. and. It was just like, wow, someone can create visuals that look like this. And so that pushed me to like look a bit more into editing. And so when I was probably, when I was in eighth grade, so I'm 24 just for a bit of reference for people listening. Um, so when I was in eighth grade, I was big into video games and I then discovered YouTube. And so from from that, I had friends record their video game clips, mostly like Call of Duty or like first-person type shooter stuff, and I would put them into montages with music. And so I fell in love with the creative process of doing that, and I did that like all through high school, so like for four or five years, um, and then kind of came to a spot where... I decided to go to school for, um, finance and not really pursue something that was creative because it was the safe, like a a safe option and people around me, uh, kind of recommended against doing like the creative aspect of it. But here we are today, but I can get more into that. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. I'd love to, I feel like that's a lot of, uh, so many people experience that. And, uh, I think that, finding your path into creativity like a lot of people Mm -hmm. can relate to that so did you end up you went to college for finance
1: yeah so I went to college for finance undergrad and then uh, I I got through that and kind of put like my creative aspect in terms of like editing video and anything like camera related to the side Uh, and then I I got out of college, and I always would run around with a GoPro when I was in college, but I didn't really ever think of any of the footage, and I just looked at it one day, and I was like, oh, this is really cool, um, and I started to put together videos, and so that's kind of what led me to picking back up a camera uh, and using um, my edit- like editing skills and passion for that um, to turn into videos and storytelling, um, and then that's where I kind of was like maybe I can create some movies or like things with my friends and so I started documenting just life in general um and I got and in, got into it from there um yeah
2: that's pretty cool What think is really cool and correct me if I'm wrong but you started editing videos first before shooting them
1: Yes Yep that, that's and it cool. was video, and it was yeah thank you and yeah, was, that, that was video games so that was like even not Right from like actual cameras
2: right well the fact that you got you know your feet wet with the editing before you even you know picked up the camera and started you know shooting uh footage i think that's really cool and it's a a different route than than most creatives um like you guys take
1: yeah definitely
0: um i know go ahead, go ahead
1: no you're good uh i was just gonna real quick on like the editing aspect yeah i know so for me i always thought of it from um when i picked up a camera i always thought from an editing perspective so that i think that really shifted and shaped the way that i shot my footage so
0: that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. so i want to hear this uh tipping point because did you start so when you graduated college did you get a job in finance like did you graduate get a job and just start working in that area and then shift to videography and if that's True. I want to hear the tipping point of like being like, okay, I'm leaving this job and I'm gonna to start to try to build a business on my own.
1: Right. Yeah, I did exactly that. So I got an internship when I was in. I was grateful to get an internship in college that led to a full time offer. And so right out of college, um, I had a finance job, and, and I was there for about four months before it was like the honeymoon phase of hey, you're not going back to college after this summer yeah. or after like the start of the year, like that internship-ish timeframe. And then it kind of hit me like, well, this is what I'm gonna be potentially doing for the rest of my life. And it, it just wasn't like the corporate environment and corporate world wasn't for me or isn't for me. Um, and so I had a coworker who was getting married and she didn't have a videographer. And this was about seven months into working this full-time job. And so I offered to shoot her wedding for like, just as a gift, yeah. because I wanted to get into it. I was like, maybe there's something here. So I I had bought just like a beginner camera again, dipping my toes back into it. And so I went and shot the wedding, had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) I watched a bunch of wedding videos on YouTube, looked up tutorials, kind of like, maybe I can teach myself how to do this before I go, but realize that you just learn as you go and experience Mm -hmm. it. But after that, I kind of just fell in love with that process because I filmed everything, came back, sat down at my computer, and I was like, I can tell the story in so many ways. And so I decided that I was just going to do it like in a documentary style, because that's something that I just love Mm -hmm. is documentaries. And after i did that and watched back what i'd created i was like wow there's something here for, with this and then uh, like a month passes and then i got an, someone reached out and was like hey can you shoot our wedding and then i was like wait <laughs> i can actually make money with this <laughs> um, or make like a, where it could potentially be my career instead of what i was doing mm-hmm. and so that was kind of like the it kind of clicked the technical side of me because i was trained mathematically and things like that in college to think about numbers and all that finance stuff and so it kind of clicked when I was like wait I can actually do this and make money showing up with a camera and me doing it on my own um, and people will pay me and so from there it was just like game over in my head I was like this is what I want to do and it wasn't not, not yeah no brainer it wasn't necessarily just weddings but just like the Aspect in general of create I could one. create my my own business and things like that. So
0: well, congrats to you because that's brave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that <laughs> I think that the creator and all of us it speaks to. I think we've all felt that way, mm-hmm. um, trying to see how you can build your life around the thing that you love. So and not everybody's as courageous to just go ahead and take the leap. So that's awesome that you did mm-hmm. that. Um, I, first of all, I know that you do a lot of different things. I know you have yes. your wedding business. You all, It looks like you also work with some artists and do a, a bunch mm-hmm. of different stuff. Um, but from a wedding standpoint, like that first, let's say six months to a year, like you leave your job and you're trying to build this business. Did you go mm-hmm. through any adversity during that time? And like, if you did, how did you push through that stuff? Because I think sometimes it's hard to see how you go from like one client to consistent you know what I mean yeah. back to back and work
1: definitely raising your prices and all that yeah so, definitely yeah. yeah so like for me I'm actually still until October actually so you're catching me to where I'm about to make like the jump full-time yeah so I I decided that I was just gonna stay in my corporate job and do both which is also a different animal like a different mm-hmm. Type of beast, oh, yeah, but that's uh,
2: tough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the, for like about two years, I've been doing that. But touching on how do you go from like getting because it still is, you're still starting a business and still doing your own thing mm-hmm. to where, at first, I was like really timid and I would approach conversations in like a questioning way, like with the inflection in my voice mm-hmm. and all that with clients. So it would come off maybe I wasn't as confident, but it was just because asking what you're worth when you don't exactly know what that is at that point is pretty scary i know for myself and maybe people listening and so what i did was i just continued to create uh for like on that wedding side i i shot about it took about four weddings before i realized this is what i would be happy getting paid um going to do this Mm -hmm. and then just like trying not to compare myself to people around me in the industry. Um, and then just slowly, like, oh, I was pretty aggressive with, um, my pricing, but, and I'm happy to get into all that stuff. Cause I know that's always a question that people typically have on the creative side. Like, how do you charge more money? But, Definitely. um, but I'm, I was the type of person who just like died full in. And so I kind of, got like the progress is what hooked me. Yeah. So just Mm -hmm. continuing to see that improvement and then being real like real relentless and consistent um with any feedback that I would receive from like my peers or anything like that. Um taking it constructively and not getting like defensive Mm -hmm. if they said anything like that. So that's awesome, man. Of
2: course I'm sure you were, you know, afraid to hear a no just by whether you were high balling or low balling and you don't want to take something under what you feel you're worth, but you know, knowing all the time and the effort you got to put into the shoot, the editing, you know, I'm sure as you went on, the price went up and you kind of got a a feel for, for what it was going to be
1: worth. Yes. (laughs) Yep. 100%. Um,
0: I think, uh, exactly. I will say for anybody that's listening, that's trying to get into this, I would say go look at Luke's website because your website is great. Mm -hmm. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, I got to, I mean, it tells your story. Like you talk about how you got into doing what you're doing now. And then like the example videos that you have, it's like the little thoughtful things. Like there's like a few sentences about each wedding that's up there, which I think is something that stands out. Like when I went to the, his website, I was like, wow, this is like really unique. I didn't, you know, I've never seen anything like this. So um, I th- I just thought that was awesome. I thought that that was what really well put together. That. Yeah, definitely.
2: You know, you mentioned that about um, his wedding pics and everything. I thought that was really cool about his Instagram, how he would literally tell the story of he would just have a picture of a guy and be like, all right, this is so-and-so, and this is why it <laughs> inspires me. And I thought that was really cool, and it really um, brought the pictures that you've taken to life, you know, putting a story to it.
1: Yeah, and I I appreciate that. Mm
0: I think that, Um, go ahead.
1: No, just like like building on those comments and like my thought process on like why I did that. Mm -hmm. So like for me, I love stories and I love storytelling and that's where like the passion lies and just the medium of being able to do it through whether it's like pictures or videos or editing is just like the byproduct of that, um, which I find is awesome. And... The captions and like those little um sentences that I say for each of those couples is mm-hmm. me being as authentic as I can be, because at the end of the day and which was it 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 took a lot and is it's still something I work at each day to be like unapologetically yourself, so being like genuine and all that because there's so many people out there who will just do what they think is. Will make people happy right. and all that, but if you if you stick to what you believe and like who you are as a creator or a storyteller, um, eventually and over time, people will see that and, and and do that.
0: You can see like it's very authentic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I appreciate it. Yeah, this man's going places.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I think that's a great leeway because that's one of the things I had um, on here was to talk about storytelling because I had seen in your bio that that was one of the things like learning how to take an idea and create your create turn it into a story and then turn that into Mm -hmm. a a piece um and I think sometimes as a as a videographer you can get caught up in the technical piece of things so much that you Mm -hmm. overlook the story part of it and I think that's even like something shot on the iPhone with good with a good story it can be 10 times better than like or something on a red camera with no no story yes so i kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on that and just kind of uh a little bit about maybe the intention that you take as you approach a project to try to make sure that you have those things together before you go out and shoot it yeah
1: definitely i know no, you're spot on with that because i've seen things shot on iphones or even like older cameras from like 20 30 years ago that are still phenomenal today mm-hmm. and it's like that story that drives it um but i i was um grateful and blessed to have people in my circle from early on like when i was like hey this is something that i want to do um that kind of steered me away from not focusing on that technical gear aspect Mm -hmm. because it's easy for us for people who enjoy whatever it is to get excited about like the new thing like the shiny object Mm -hmm. um and be like, maybe this will help me, but I really just want it because it looks cool or something like that. And that's easier to focus on um, in the short term um, over getting or developing your skills and developing your voice. Um, and that's something that like we do on a daily basis just as we evolve and who we are. And just, I think yeah, is that,
0: yeah no that's that's great i feel like i feel like we're reiterating some of the stuff that we all know but yeah and we've all been caught up in that i need this piece of gear like right now mm-hmm. i'm convincing myself i need a stabilizer like i've told myself like <laughs> i need a gimbal but do i really need it
2: Probably yes you do uh,
0: dumb. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so if, if if
1: the tool gets the gets a job certain job done then yes. yeah sure. exactly man that's yeah. a great way to gauge it yeah yeah
0: well, I know one of the things we wanted to touch on and this might lead into some of the stuff that Brandon has is I saw on your YouTube that you've done a good bit of traveling,
1: <laughs> yes,
0: and you've seen yes. a lot of different places um and I know that did you have some stuff specific about specific trips that you wanted to ask on there, or
2: I got a whole page to <laughs> yeah for to yeah. rattle for off the, things was, yeah one on, thing yeah. one thing I noticed um there was a picture on your Instagram of the Blue Ridge Mountains, yes and it w- was that the blue ridge in virginia yes it was it is literally like 20, 20, minutes. 20 minutes down the road from <laughs> from us. where we
0: live that's wild
1: i, I clicked yeah.
2: it, i clicked the location i'm like bro that's literally right down seven yeah. and then i noticed you were <laughs> in dc right around the same time what brought yep. you to va yeah.
1: yeah so one of my um, best friends who also is a wedding filmmaker mm-hmm. uh, lives in the uh fair, like the virginia dc area mm-hmm. And I was out there helping shoot a wedding with her okay. and her husband, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to go check out mountains near our home?" And I was like, "Heck yeah, I do!" Uh-huh. And so, so they took us. They took me on like a little hike, and then um, DC is something that I'd always wanted to visit mm. when I was when I was little, and so getting to see like the monuments and a bit more about the historical aspect mm-hmm. of of our country um, was pretty cool. So what so work brought me work, out there with of weddings. Of course that's awesome man. Work.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the big Europe trip. What was it like? Yes. And what what <laughs> was that? Like what, what made you want to travel or was it, you know, spurt of the moment mm-hmm. or was it planned or was it work?
1: <laughs> no, it was so this that was not work. Um, that was a personal trip and it was semi planned. So It was my best friend from grade school Mm -hmm. and I kind of like reconnecting after college and things like that. And there were $400, so round trip tickets from Chicago. So I'm like a five hour drive from where I'm at Uh to Barcelona, Spain. Wow. Um, And I called him up and I was like, hey, do you wanna go on on a trip? And he said, where? And he had never been out of the country before. And so I told him, and so he bought a passport and he got it set up. And so we went, went on this eight day trip. And initially we were just, we were just going to stay in Barcelona. And then on our way to the airport, um, one of my, so I had studied abroad for a month um, when I was in undergrad at, in Prague, Czech Republic, okay. in one of my favorite cities in the world. And that's kind of like where. My love for traveling started, and I just got the travel bug and knew it was something that I couldn't really let go mm-hmm. anytime. and so when we were going there, I had so I knew a few people who lived over in Europe, and one of them lived in Switzerland, and they were like, "Hey, come visit us and wow. so since we didn't really have a plan, I asked I asked my my friend and his name was also Luke so but I asked my friend. I was like, hey, would you want to? And he was like, yeah, sure, why not. And so it turned into just like a pretty relaxing trip into traveling all over Europe, (laughs) because then from Switzerland it snowballed into going to Prague, because he wanted to see where I studied. Um, And then we did like a day trip to a monastery near Barcelona Mm. called Montserrat, which was beautiful. And so that trip was me wanting to document life that was outside of work because a lot of the times now when i do travel which is super which i'm super grateful mm-hmm. to be able to do and get paid for mm-hmm. but a lot of the times that i do travel it's very focused on whatever client is paying me to be there right and then this was more of like just a trip to create memories and and i wanted to showcase that in that film
2: that's awesome it was cool what's it like experiencing uh, a culture outside of of the U S like, is it, uh, humbling or is it kind of weird or, you know, you feel out of place or how did you, how'd you take it all in?
1: Yeah. It's a little bit of everything that what you just said, I think my favorite thing is the culture aspect of it, Mm. because if you are intentional about immersing yourself in, in that different culture or wherever you are, even different parts of the U S like from the Midwest to the West coast Mm -hmm. or Midwest to the East coast, we live semi different lives in terms of culture and ideals and stuff like that but just immersing yourself in that and embracing it to experience it it kind of just opened for myself like shattered my perspective of what i thought the world was and kind of opens up your mind to how big Mm -hmm. we are like where we are is Mm -hmm. and how much room there is for different people and growth to happen so
2: it's beautiful that's
0: awesome Well, that kind of leads me into one of my next um pieces like so one thing that i noticed as well is like you have a lot of you do a really good job of creating content for yourself um just like your youtube your instagram and i think sometimes if you're a full-time creative you can get so caught up in just doing like Mm -hmm. work for clients that you forget to actually build stuff for yourself Um, Mm -hmm. so I thought that you did a great job with that and the and how like I said how I came across um, your page was the piece that you did on Sam and I scrolled through and I saw that you had multiple pieces like that with different types of artists not even just videographers but um, street photographers and other different types of people I kind of wanted to know what inspired that idea and just like I'm sure that a lot of positive things have come out of that, just like sitting down with people mm-hmm. and talking. So I just wanted to hear a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, definitely. One of my good mentors and friends, his name is Zach Kravitz. Um, he, want, he told me that if I w- as I get further into it, like you said, you're gonna get super swamped or you're, there's gonna be periods of time where you're only focused on client work or fulfilling someone else's vision and creating for yourself and under, and remembering like where you came from in um, that creative aspect is super important. And so for me, loving documentaries and loving just telling life as it happens and getting to know people outside of creativeness and outside of using my camera, I love getting to know people empathetically and understanding where they come from and just learning their perspective on life. And so with that series, I was talking with a friend one day and he was like, well, why don't you just create short stories on people's lives? Because like with podcasts right now, what we're doing is talking a bit about my experiences, having this conversation with you and your experiences and creating like that full story to where I wanted to do that in that short form. Because in today's world with our attention spans so short, typically, at least for myself, I was like... I have to tell. I have to be able to tell a story in a minute, and so, I, and it's something that I want to do down the line and get paid for, as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it from a passion standpoint now because, as you create this work and you put it out, potential clients are coming across your page, whether you know know it or not, and then also just doing something that you love, and eventually someone's going to be like, "Hey, can you make this for me?" and it's going to be coming from that place of passion and forming like your way and what you want to do that's an awesome perspective
2: i think that's really cool because not only do you you know you're telling someone else's story but you're also challenging yourself to tell it in a minute because you're right uh you know we consume so much content that you know a minute might be all you get from somebody before they you know scroll to the next piece i think that's really cool thank you
0: i uh i see like a lot of the pieces that you have they are like they're very intentional but they're short like 30 seconds to one minute and the titles are like pretty epic you know what I mean like um (laughs) one of them like searching for the answer it's like very intentional you know what I mean um is that what was your thought process around that because I see that you have like multiple things like that and it's it's really enticing visually and um, I just kind of wanted to 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 pick your brain about that
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so with, with my feed on Instagram, and that's where, so I have the, like the Luke Strage, which is my name, um, personal brand Instagram, and then I have a separate um, that we can dive into in a bit for just weddings, so but, meaning like, so shooting what you wanna show, mm-hmm. but going back into that, that question that you had is, the idea behind that is it kind of forces me to create for myself a bit using my personal brand because the way my posts are um, will be either two types of pic- for each row. So we there's three rows on Instagram um, or three columns per row mm-hmm. on Instagram. And so for each row, I have two pictures, either whether it's a picture or like a GIF or something related to that and a video that goes along with it. And that was something that I, I've done for like like seven or eight months now, mm-hmm. and, it's perp- and it's forced me personally to create with intention like that. And so it kind of, I'll be like, what do I have to post next week? Because I'll post like every two to three days. And if I don't have anything, it, it puts me in that like pressure cooker to come up with some sort of idea um, to shoot. And so like the searching for the answer one, um, there was an opportunity for myself and some friends to shoot in a studio and I was like, how can I use this like for my own my own personal stuff, but then also for any client work that I had to do there. And so just having fun with it mostly. Yeah. And then being intentional about it.
0: I love those. I think that they're so Thank you. Yeah.
2: That uh kind of brings me into one of the things I wanted to talk about and one thing that I always we always seem to keep bringing up is making the most of the opportunity that you're given and with us mm-hmm. as performers you know i always uh preach all right if you're performing i like to have a videographer and a photographer there so i'm literally making the most of the opportunity and it yep. how it sounds like you you got a a pretty good concept on it you know you're doing you're there for the work for the client and you're also trying to figure out ways to To get your own content um yes uh, elaborate a little bit on how you make the most of these opportunities
1: yeah definitely um and i'll and i'll give like a specific story example that happened recently Mm -hmm. that just even blew my mind in ways um in terms of like what opportunity came from it Mm um so the biggest thing for for me with that like making the most of it is making a client happy Mm -hmm. and then being able to use what you're already budgeting for, or what you're getting paid to do, for your own, extra, like for your own personal stuff, mm-hmm. extra after you fulfill whatever that client um, wants, because sometimes like you won't have extra opportunity to film it, right. extra or take any extra pictures, but those times that you do, you typically will know. And so just being, like, hey, this is an opportunity for me to shoot more of like my own self and be like my own authentic self. And something that recently happened on a trip and it was a traveling trip mm-hmm. is um, I had a wedding client that decided to elope because of everything going on with COVID, mm-hmm. we, they had uh, a large wedding plan for this year that ended up having to be postponed till next year. Mm-hmm. And they decided that they wanted to elope to Laguna Beach, California. And so I came out to, to so we shifted plans and went to do that. And while I was out in California, um, I know a few people out there, but then also just people I follow on Instagram and people that I developed relationships with through social media. Um, and an opportunity came up for me to get onto a music video set because, it, so music is something that I'm super passionate mm-hmm. about and my direction in terms of long-term goals with like, touring and Mm -hmm. just doing more of that stuff. And so I was intentional with just reaching out to anybody I could, and the opportunity came up for me to go on a set, and I didn't really know who was gonna show up or what it was for, but I was like, I'm in, and I'm there, and the opportunity that came from it was uh, pretty incredible, so.
2: That's awesome. So that
1: was turning like that paid Mm trip, travel trip, and using the, I had one day buffer, into an opportunity for something for myself.
2: That so. is inspiring in itself. Is it top secret? What music video that was?
1: No, I posted content on it. So it was. So it was. A, it was a music video for MGK and the VMAs. Ooh. And so that was pretty. Okay. So I was able to do behind the scenes um, on that.
2: So that. And, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait
1: a minute. Hold I, on. Yeah.
0: That was on my list. <laughs> that, okay. I know we were
2: yeah. going to get to that. But wait a minute. You're telling me that this was just. That wasn't even planned. It just so happened that you landed that from, you know, just being, being. the right place, right time.
1: Exactly. That's
2: crazy.
0: <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, that is that is. And wild.
1: I and I, what's up? Yeah, it's, it's like being
2: persistent too. Yeah. You were like, I'm out here. I gotta find something to do. It looked very mm-hmm. intentional. Like, oh man, they paid him to be there. He's there yeah. for a reason. But like, you just stumbled on this, mm-hmm. and that is crazy.
1: Right. Yeah. And well, because. I had built a relationship for like a number of months with a DP, or for people listening, like a cinematographer or mm-hmm. videographer who shoots music videos. Mm-hmm. And I had been consistent and persistent um, with just being authentic and developing. Like every, every so often, I'd be like, hey, love your work, or hey, love this, uh-huh. love what you did here, or just saying hi, dropping in like DMs and being genuine. And when the time came t- for when I noticed that there was something going on that weekend that I was gonna be there, um, it worked out to where they m- invited me on set to do b- behind the scenes, so. That's
2: oh.
0: incredible. What was that? Yeah. I, I mean, I saw, I'm a huge Machine Gun Kelly fan,
1: so. I love, it. me too. <laughs> yeah, So <laughs> <laughs> I saw that yeah.
0: and I was like, wow. But just beyond that, what was it like being on something of that magnitude? Like the VMAs, I imagine, it's a huge production, there's a lot of moving pieces, like um, mm-hmm. just kind of what was that like and did it Did it like in, excite anything inside of you from a creative standpoint, like other things you might want to yeah. do?
1: Yes, it did. Um, it should, yeah, it basically, music is something that I knew that I wanted to get more into and how to get there was, is always a question, like how do you get to the next step? And like being on a set like that, where yeah, there was a large team um, where everybody had a specific purpose why they were there. Um, there was a, like a ha- like a handful of videographer photographers and then the rest of the crew who did like lighting, audio, setting up props, construction stuff. There was a, a mural artist. So just a lot of moving pieces, like you said. And it kind of like opened my eyes to, you don't have to be a one man band or one woman band um, to to get, success right because Mm. they're all there for their specific purpose and they're there because they're good at what they do and they're good people so it kind of just showed me that there's so much opportunity out there um with what we do
2: that's awesome that's all that is crazy (laughs) i'm still blown like (laughs) man talk about making the most of an opportunity you won 2020 with that
1: dude yeah for sure no i did and then when you're on set um being intentional about creating connections mm-hmm. while you're there definitely and so i left with a handful of connections that i didn't have before i s- got to that mm-hmm. set that day so
2: that's awesome and, and that's what i always preach too is networking meeting new people putting yourself in those positions to do that and you definitely hit a home run on that 100 percent. thank you
0: um there's another person that i want to talk to you about and some so i saw that you uh shot some things for lewis house um yes i'm a huge fan i listened to his school of greatness podcast like i mean he drops stuff like almost every single day um and he's a super inspirational person um but i wanted to know first of all i heard about the summit of greatness I wanted to know a little bit about what it was like because it sounded like it would have been an amazing event to be at and um, a little bit about how that opportunity or connection came about.
1: Yeah, definitely. So that, yeah, that was September of 2019 is when I worked with Lewis and then I love Lewis. He's a great guy. Um, So that came about from kind of like that networking connection type stuff where I, I decided that at that point, in the mid-2019 area, I was about seven months into pursuing, uh, like, me doing video work and storytelling professionally. I was like, it's about time for me to invest a little bit more in myself outside of camera gear or any type of tool, more so like course course or education. Mm -hmm. And so a person that I had followed for a long time, and I mentioned his name earlier, Zach Kravitz, had hosted, he came out with his first it was called a filmmaking course and I decided to die. Like I trusted his vision cause I watched his story kind of being connected with that. So I took his course and it wasn't necessarily like, Oh, I took this course and everything changed for me. It's, it's more so taking that environment and the education from that perspective and applying it to yourself and applying it your own way. And then also growing the relationships within that. And so I had been intentional with, I wanted to, on my vision board for that year, and the coming years, I wanted to work with Lewis. And Zach had worked with Lewis in the past. And so I was intentional with telling Zach, hey, I wanna work with Lewis someday, and here are some of the steps that I'm gonna to take to get there. And so I just kinda kept continued to work, and then uh, I reached out to Lewis, I reached out to his team, um, and about, over that three or four months, I started to slowly, like, chip away at them coming, not not being annoying, but, like, Just being persistent. In, yeah. um, and then there was an opportunity for Lewis to have, he needed, a per, like, a personal videographer to shoot um, behind the scenes for the summit. And then he reached out to Zach and asked Zach, because um, Zach had done it in the past, asked Zach for a recommendation. And so it kind of just being vocal about what you want and putting it out there into the world. Um, and then you doing the work and taking action kind of like is how it worked itself out to where I got to that. And so the summit itself was like that three day event. And it was it was really cool to see how one person's like, this, cause it's all from podcasts, yep. the, the school of greatness. And it was really awesome to see how something like this platform or this type of platform can affect people's lives because it it for sure does and just listening to stories and like what you guys are doing is awesome Um, where it developed that community and he was able to host this three-day event that happens annually Um, now when when events are held again and it was just one of the it was a surreal experience and that was like my first like Hey, you're being like recognized. This is like my inner thought process. Like, hey, you're finally like making it in a way yeah. because that was like my first thing outside of uh, client work where it was something that aligned with my passion, um, with storytelling, to do.
2: So I don't want I don't want to overlook this. I just want you to reiterate it because I feel like people don't do this. But you mentioned um, having a like a step by step plan. You had a you had a goal. And you you put steps into motion that, you know, you needed to accomplish to reach that goal. And I feel like people people overlook that and they think they could just jump straight to the goal. Mm-hmm. Reiterate that one time uh, for the listeners yep. and tell them that whole process.
1: Yeah, definitely. So like for Lewis specifically, I had been a longtime listener of his School of Greatness podcasts, and kind of f- like felt connected to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I would love to work for this guy someday. And so I put it on like one of my dreams Mm -hmm. was like, he's a dream client. And so I started being intentional and it was scary at first because it was uncomfortable for me to share um, myself like with others, like being like my true feelings. And I was like, I started to reach out to my network and vocalize, hey, I want to work with this person. Mm -hmm. And those people had more experience than me and they were like hey maybe if you do this one day you'll get there right Mm -hmm. and so it was just taking that advice but then also just continuing to focus on yourself and focus on what you like your craft Mm -hmm. and just continuing to develop that skill um, gets you there and and there's not really like that's the thing because like like you said like with the step-by-step plan like there's steps we can take and then also there's no specific roadmap Mm -hmm. on how to get there right Right. and there's no specific timeline because for some it'll happen super fast and then maybe what you think is super fast is not fast for others Mm -hmm. and things like that so but just staying true to who you are and taking those like just trusting the process is 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 the biggest thing
2: that's awesome. Trusting the process. That was that's what you gotta do, people. Trust it. Yeah, there's a lot
0: of really good advice right there, for sure. Oh
2: man, I'm like, <laughs> this a lot guy, of, he's going places.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you. A lot of a lot of people <laughs> will
2: like have a goal, and then like if it doesn't happen in a week, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. move on. So so he another, he, another being persistent, yeah. like he set the goal, he vocalized it with with you know creatives and around. He he told them what mm-hmm. he wanted and then you know stayed persistent with it and look at you it, it happened and that's awesome man
1: it did thank you I, and then and i think so you got a go. a big it. thing for you know cool okay, okay, cool cool so a big thing for me is like when i started to see that happen like in me and like started to i think the biggest thing is just like believing mm-hmm. that it will happen and believing in yourself but then the coolest thing for me is that those things happen for me but then letting and helping out my peers and like my network Mm -hmm. see them have those wins Mm -hmm. and that just gets me super hyped up because seeing them follow what they want to do and seeing um what like where they want to be is like gets me hyped and to see them succeed so paying it for it can happen for everyone yep no that's awesome
2: I still got a couple more things you got yeah
0: i got some i got a lot i got a lot of stuff all right you go go ahead
2: ahead. i I probably don't have as much as you but well
0: i definitely wanted to talk a little bit about i saw the series that you started and it seemed like it was right as everything was shutting down um Mm -hmm. and you started this little like you were getting out in front of a camera and sharing little different ideas and pieces and i thought some of that stuff was super important like about leaning into your network and kind of how to manage some of the anxiety and fear and stuff that everybody in the world was experiencing um so I thought that was really awesome and I kind of wanted to get your take on how that affected you as a you know a videographer that goes out and shoots live events you know what I mean what was that time period like what did you do to try to stay positive and continue to make progress
1: man no that's that's a great question because like there was that limbo type period where we didn't really know what was going on mm-hmm. right and that's when I had always had a goal to do a podcast or some sort of medium where I'm speaking and I, I got challenged by one of my close friends to like put myself out there more because a lot of my work at that time on my page was just my work and it wasn't like apart from the captions but it wasn't me being like the face of, hey, this is Luke. It was just like, hey, this is what I can do. Look at me, right? And so that series was, I, I thought about short little, once again, short form type paragraphs or content that I could put out and be my genuine self. And so I wrote down a list of topics that I thought that people would get value from. Um, and have that value added into their life, and being as vulnerable as I could be um, in front of the camera because what we do as videographers, photographers, or anybody who's capturing anything, um, even audio with like singing, is that everybody has some sort of insecurity in their life, or anxiety, or anything that like they may doubt themselves, like imposter syndrome or anything, and me being behind the camera, I was super comfortable capturing others, but I wasn't comfortable being that spotlighted person. And so that series was me being vulnerable and and being like even more of like myself, like, hey, I'm gonna try to connect with as many people as I can in a genuine way. So
2: that's another thing that I like to preach is stepping out of our comfort zone, like you did getting in front of the camera Uh, something that you're not used to doing but I feel Mm -hmm. we grow as creatives when we do uh, step out of our comfort zone and do things like that and I think you carried yourself very well
1: thank you I appreciate it
2: I
0: think also one thing Luke that's great about that content and just the way that you produce content for your Instagram is it's you're building a really deep connection with your audience as opposed to just like Here's a clip of a really cool car. Or here's a clip of something like, you know what I mean? Sharing yeah, I things like that. <clears throat> people are going to continue to come back, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, and support you and everything that you do. So I think that's something people can think about as they're thinking about how to make content for their, for their Instagram or for their social media, for sure. Um, was that a weird, I mean, were you still working your other job during that time? Like, was that just a weird time for you? Like when the whole lockdown happened?
1: Yes, yep. And so I was still able to um, work that job and then thankfully, mm-hmm. f- virtually. And so being sh- making that shift to where everything I was doing was working from home um, was also like a different aspect for me because I was used to going somewhere and mentally checking in and then mentally checking out when I left a building. Um, and so... Just having that space was there was it was the most time or this period of the whole time has been the most like in my thoughts I've been able to have in a long time just because we're all in the same spot for most of the past few months or mm-hmm. um, almost like five six months now and that's good and bad because it depends on what type of thoughts you let in right because there we're always there's some. Not everything's good times, but you go through those maybe less great times to get to the more, like, yourself, right? So, like, that's something that I went through when I was there.
2: There was a quote in in those uh, videos that you did that kind of comes right into that. Um, you said, control your own chaos. You want to elaborate on yes. that one? Because it sounds like we're, yes, we're kind of leading do. right into
1: it. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yep. So, control. I love that quote, um, and I and something that I revisit um, a lot because it was, it came from a Netflix show called The Witcher. And mm-hmm. if anybody is listening has seen it, I'm sure you'll agree with me that it's great. And if you don't like it, that's okay. But <laughs> yeah. if you haven't seen it, maybe maybe to check it out. But basically, there was a big theme um, with 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 The Witchers that they were taught to control their chaos, because with what we do in life, and I took it in the perspective of, our, um, you can control your energy, you control your emotion, because that's one thing that we always do personally have control of, even though sometimes it's harder to do than others, because we get heated or some sort of emotion comes up, upset, happy, energetic, um, and just knowing when, to let your energy out meaning like protecting your protecting yourself and protecting like what goes around inside your world is something that's been huge for me because there are times where even if it's something great you probably like you have to control how excited you get so that that when you come down from that from the endorphins and all that stuff you don't go to like a low spot mm-hmm. right so it's it's all a balance and which is difficult to get um, at times
2: I love I love the way he put it You know controlling your own chaos And, and checking your own emotions Because you know You see all these things in the media And you get worked up and this and that But controlling yourself and, and the things around you that are in your control I thought that was really cool How you elaborated on it
0: I feel like uh, I have The stuff I have I want to kind of go back and touch briefly yes. on working with artists. So I see, I've seen you mm-hmm. work with a couple artists like Machine Gun Kelly and I think, um, did you do some like behind the scenes for like Blau? For the-
2: Yep,
1: Blau, who's an EDM artist. Mm-hmm. And then I've been uh, the main creative like videographer, um, photographer for an artist called Drama, mm-hmm. who well great people um, and they're based in Chicago. So,
0: um, so my first question was, how do you approach creating for an artist versus, like, a wedding? It's completely different, you know what I mean? Like, how does it your... Is yeah, different. how's your thought process for that?
1: Yeah, so my thought process there is kind of like everybody wants to be... When I say everybody, like, every human, no matter if they're a celebrity, just people that you would consider regular people, like, who, who are having a conversation or things like that, Everybody wants to just be treated authentically, right? And so, something that I learned pretty early on, and this was actually a, something that Lewis taught me. Like when, because when I first went out to him, I hadn't be, I hadn't worked with many other like high caliber or people who were looked at in the public eye with a lot of like ideas who they who they were outside of their personal life. Mm-hmm. And so, something that he taught me was that at the end of the day, we're all just the same because we're human. And so just treating everybody like that and how you, how like you would wanna be treated, like those basic sayings that we were, were potentially taught when we were growing up and things like that hold true. So like approaching the artist thing is that every artist has a different personality. Everybody, all of us have different personalities. And so just understanding and being able to pick up on the dynamics of how they work is important and so because I'm a super like let's get it done let's go uh, this time this time but some people don't work well like that right and so just being able to adjust and be adaptable to, to working with how those artists are um, is big and then just being friends with them outside of not always having a camera in their face. so. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Yeah, I want to, I want to touch more on on the music aspect as well. Uh, you said you got into bass a lot. Did you ever join a rock band or anything like that?
1: <laughs> I was, yeah, I did some. I was in jazz bands, so I, I got pretty heavy into jazz, uh, and so I never got into a rock band. Was always on my list, uh-huh. but I have yet, I have yet to join. A rock band, maybe in the future. Well, you're never too I old do for to that. listen to rock. No, you're not. <laughs>
2: uh, another thing, I've seen you, you covered a couple um, uh, shows or performances, and mm-hmm. I've seen you cover a show for the Plain White Tees.
1: Yes. Um, yep.
2: And I've seen you, you know, you listened to them growing up. How did that feel, being yep. able to cover a band who, you know, listened to or looked up to growing up? How was that experience?
1: It was surreal because for me, music is something that I can I can listen to a specific song um, and it immediately takes me back to wherever I first heard it or whatever point in life I was at when I was listening to that. Mm-hmm. And so to me, there's a lot of emotion around a music. And so like with the Plain White Tees, I just remember always listening to it like full blast and singing along. And so when I was able to meet them and... And professionally work with them it was just a surreal experience to where two passions aligned uh-huh. of those artists are passionate about music and and spreading their music with the world right. and then being able to capture that um it was just an awesome experience did
2: you have to control the chaos
1: <laughs> yes i definitely did have to control i yeah you definitely do because like I, I let myself get super excited like on my way there but then as soon there's like a zone mm-hmm. that you, I have to like put myself in uh, whenever I'm in those environments mm-hmm. because I'm just like the the regular f- fan who right. wants to go wild and be like oh my gosh I love you yeah. Yeah, yeah. right or like <laughs> I love your work but then it's ju- it's just like like you said controlling it mm-hmm. to where you can like shift into that zone of professional. Alright, this is just what I'm here to do. So
2: And then you freak out when you're in the car on the ride home.
0: <laughs> like that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you're like that just that just happened. No, yeah. So That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. That is really dope.
0: What I have um Brandon left is just the closing stuff. So I don't know if uh, that's what I got left too. Yeah. Okay.
2: Let me go first.
0: You got it. <laughs>
2: all right. So this is no pressure at all. These are easy questions, but I like to just ask random questions. First thing that comes to your mind, just blurt it out. Are you ready? Yes. Favorite Pop-Tart flavor?
1: (laughs) Ooh, s'mores. (laughs)
2: That's a good choice. All right, an artist (laughs) or an album that you loved and listened to growing up?
1: Minutes to Midnight, Linkin Park.
2: Ooh, okay. That's a good one. Man, that's an interesting one because usually I'd I'd say like Hybrid Theory or... uh, Ah, uh, what
1: was
2: the other one? Uh, Meteora. Uh, yeah, but Meteora. Man, he went. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, I respect that. All right, I think we know this one, but I gotta ask it. Favorite movie?
1: Lord of the Rings. All right,
2: Fun fact: My dad took me to Twin Towers, and we seen the, um, we seen the midnight premiere, and I'll never forget it. About halfway through, he fell asleep, <laughs> but I love, I love him for taking, cause he went for me and you know what I'm saying yeah. so that was that was real love yeah I love Lord of the Rings too by the way <laughs> yes. I read all the books The Hobbit's dope heck too heck yeah um, next question what helps inspire your creativity?
1: that's a good one uh, seeing other people do what they love really is super inspiring to me like no matter if it's like something that's creative or not mm-hmm. just seeing people get excited about life inspires that's me that's
2: a genuine answer and I believe them I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right, one more favorite video game. All time, it could be now, it could be all, back in the day. Oh, that's know, true. Anything. I would,
1: I would have to say, I'll go back with the classic Call of Duty because that's where it all started for me. Okay.
2: So. All right. So you're a first person shooter guy.
1: I w- yeah, definitely. And then got super into RPGs. Okay. So.
2: All right. Did you ever yep. play the Lord of the Rings games back in the day?
1: i did yep. i thought
2: they were pretty good for the time
1: they were pretty good yeah yeah i, he has I definitely to. got into them yeah, yeah. for sure yep.
2: all right i actually got one more because he said finance <laughs> my bad my bad i wrote so much down while he was just talking you into stocks
1: i am into stocks. yes
2: dude i just got hip and shaw's been like putting me on this. <laughs> apple and tesla did the splits and i'm like this is my chance.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Right. Yeah, so, it's, it's been very interesting.
2: So, yeah. what, uh, any stocks you would recommend?
1: <laughs> uh, this, this is like a I, so question. I w- no, it's, you're all good. I'll just be You can be brief. General. Yeah, general. First off, yeah, first off, I am not a financial advisor or whatever. <laughs> I have to practice that. But a disclaimer. Uh, no, I think in general, just... A lot of like tech-based stocks mm-hmm. are always good to look at, like Apple, Microsoft, mm-hmm. all the big names, Tesla, because mm-hmm. I would consider them a software company mm-hmm. over a car company, yeah. but because uh, those always have typical trends that you can follow mm-hmm. pretty well. So,
2: That's dude, good advice. All right, tech oh, look,
0: at Brandon. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> Robin Hood app and going to the tech. Department. Oh my uh,
0: goodness gracious. <laughs> Okay. Go ahead, Shaw. You got anything to try before we wrap it up?
2: Um What do you shoot with mostly? Like what's your favorite?
1: Yeah, definitely. Gear? Uh so I love that question because it's always it's always it always comes up. Uh so I I shoot mainly on Sony. Um right now I own the uh, Sony A7R4, which is the more photography based um, camera, and then I sold Everything else that I used to shoot on, and I'm waiting for the uh, A7S III, yeah. which is the newest like video centric Sony mirrorless camera, um, to come out and ship to me. Yeah. But prior to that, I shot for two year, two like the past two years on the uh, Sony A7 III, and then my first camera like this. This is just like for anybody listening, you don't have to have those fancy of cameras uh, or pricey if you whatever you whatever your budget is. I started on a. I bought a three hundred and fifty dollar used uh, Panasonic G7 because I wanted to shoot 4K. Because to me back then I was just like I have to shoot 4K, uh, and I didn't know why <laughs> at the time. <laughs> but but I bought that camera to get started with, and I used that professionally for about five months yeah. uh, before upgrading. I love so.
0: I love the G7s. There's actually
2: two of them filming us right now. Yes, they're
1: awesome. They're, they're awesome cameras.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely a Panasonic fan but some Canon too
0: but I've never yep. played with Sony's
1: but I- yeah Sony for me it was mostly just because um, I'm a pretty minimal shooter so like and I shoot in low light a lot with concerts uh, or any type of like live event and that's what yeah I it was the best tool for the job cool. so
0: heck yeah all right Luke will these so uh, stick with Sony. <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
2: <laughs> my tips in I, oh, man.
0: These last couple questions are just really broad, and they're meant to, like, you can think on them. You don't have to just shoot an answer right away. Um, so there are real three, three like, kind of broad, and uh, open-ended questions. But the first one is, what's um, something that you're working on improving in your life right now? And it could be creative-related. It could just be anything. But something that you're working on um, improving.
1: Yeah. Definitely, I would say taking time for myself, because I know a lot of my life is revolved around getting better or like progressing towards my passion. And there's like a fine line between working on a passion and then actually taking time for yourself. So just finding a balance.
0: I could definitely use that advice. Mm-hmm. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right and, that's
1: that's right and it's hard, it's yeah. hard for yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: Um, what does, success look like for you right now i think that sometimes what success looks like to us changes like as we experience different things
1: oh it it definitely does so
0: what's that look like for you right now
1: right now success is if we're in terms of career success is doing something that you genuinely enjoy and be able to make like make do do your living with it right Mm -hmm. instead of i used to be in the finance guy Uh, When I first started working, it was all about numbers and how much money can I make. Uh, And there wasn't really much emotional meaning to me behind that. And so just working and working towards creating a life that you love. That's awesome.
0: Last one is if you could give somebody, like a creator that's trying to Get their brand or their business off the ground. If you could, they're just getting started. They're trying to build things. They don't really know what they're doing. Um, if you could give them one or two pieces of advice based on what you've experienced and the things you've been through, uh, what do you think that that would be?
1: Just create, and I say just create because there's so many things that you can take a picture of the wall and it's a photo, right? But just continue to create, even if you don't have ideas. Or if there's things that you're like, oh, this isn't perfect yet for the world, just put it out there and reiterate and start on the new project or new thing that is going to let you develop that craft even more. Um, and then be yourself, because it's great to emulate others that you look up to and in inspirations, because I definitely do, and I'm sure almost everybody does. Um, but as you're finding your voice and as you're finding and understanding who you want to be uh, in that world, just be. Don't be afraid to be authentic and be yourself because that's what's going to separate you from other people and get you to where you want to be.
2: Solid.
0: Be yourself, people. Be yourself.
1: Love it. Be yourself.
0: Luke, this was an amazing episode. I hope that you guys, as listeners, took some notes because i think luke touched on a lot of really important things Mm -hmm. that could help you grow as a creator and just even help you as a person so um i want to thank you for your time and um you have an amazing story we appreciate you sitting down and chopping it up with us this is another episode of the iron skillet podcast we'll see you guys next week well